0: Chapter 14 of Coppertop. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. Coppertop by Harold Gaze Inside a Crocodile. Coppertop had traveled many miles and was growing very tired, when she remembered that she was on an island, and therefore must be going round and round in her search for the crocodile. And now the question arose as to which was chasing which. "'I can't be running after him and away from him at the same time, can I?' she exclaimed. "'Was that a question addressed to me?' chirped a small blue bird from the branch of a -a boabob tree. "'Oh, yes, if you like,' said Coppertop not at all surprised to be conversing with the strange bird nothing surprised her now if only i had brought pudgy with me instead of miss smiler she mused he would have been able to tell me who is pudgy asked the bird who was very curious why my little bronze gollywog of course gollywog gollywog exclaimed the bird putting his little blue head first on one side and then on the other never tasted gollywog don't suppose it grows in these parts it isn't to eat, cried Coppertop, glancing nervously behind her as she hurried along. Not to eat? Then what's the use of it? Everything is to eat here. And everything eats everything else, explained the bird, until there's nothing else left to eat anything else. What happens then? Then? Oh, then we turn back and start the other way, chirped the bird with an air of great wisdom. But Coppertop found this more puzzling than the question as to which was being chased, she or the crocodile. Which is what you'd better do, continued the bird. Which what? asked the child, very much confused. Why, you'd better turn round and go the other way, said the bird. And meet the crocodile face to face? Thank you very much, but I'd rather not, replied Coppertop with decision. Well, it's the only way, cried the bird, with a shrug of his wings. Otherwise, you and the crocodile will go round and round forever. And that's an awful long time. I have it. Exclaimed Coppertop. I'll fly across the island and catch the crocodile in the flank. Oh, yes, said the bird, but he didn't really understand, and she couldn't wait to explain any further. So, spreading her wings, she flew across the island. When she reached the other side, an unexpected sight met her eyes. Close by the water's edge lay the crocodile, motionless as a rock. Its tail was still in the water, as though it had fallen asleep in the very act of crawling out it looks very much like mrs grudge thought the child just her expression especially about the teeth i wonder if it is mrs grudge it might be in a kind of way coppertop flew nearer is it asleep or only pretending she muttered and breaking off a large twig she threw it at the monster but he never stirred then she came to the ground and picking up a large stone she flew up with it and dropped it on his forehead but still he never moved an eyelid. Perhaps he was only pretending and would snap at her suddenly, as soon as she was within reach. But in spite of her fears, she flew down and touched him with a trembling finger. Nothing happened. Growing bolder, she crept up and placed her ear against his side and listened. As she did so, she heard a small voice say, Wake up! Wake up, Kitty! Something has happened! I can't hear the old chap's heart beating at all! "'and we've come to a full stop.' "'Yes, so he must have,' "'she heard Kiddiwee say sleepily. "'Isn't he simply too dear for words?' "'she cried out, "'forgetting the crocodile in her excitement. "'I shall almost squeeze him to nothing when I see him, "'but how shall I let them know I'm here?' "'With a trembling hand, "'she tapped three times "'on the side of the crusty, carnivorous crocodile, "'and to her joy she heard a faint, tap 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 in reply but that's not much use unless they can find a way out is it thought coppertop she studied the crocodile carefully to find some way of escape for them she noticed there was a board fastened upon its back upon which was written good accommodation within that's rather unusual exclaimed coppertop not at all chirped the bird it's done to attract the young monkeys well it's not the sort of place I should like to stay at. You can't help staying once you're there, explained the bird. No, I suppose not. But it's horrid of you to say so when I've two brothers inside. Cannibal shrieked the bird, glancing at her disdainfully. Inside the crocodile, I mean how stupid are you? And the bird looked reassured. Well, the front door's closed, he observed, after hopping round, looking closely at the monster's head yes it is agreed coppertop in a depressed tone then she said do you happen to remember any funny stories why asked the bird because if you do tell one to the crocodile and when he smiles my brothers can just hop out the only one i know was told me by a bear who had once been in a thing he called a circus say it all in a loud voice interrupted coppertop so that the crocodile can hear the man thing who looks after the animals began the bird chirping his loudest you mean the keeper yes the keep it corrected the bird flurried by the interruption the keepit man thing had to give the bear a powder and so he put it in a long tube and he put one end and in the bear's mouth and the other end in his own ready to blow it down the bear's throat but the bear blew first they both waited anxiously for the smile on the face of the crocodile but it never came i believe the joke has killed him it's a very old one said coppertop but she was sorry afterwards as the poor bird looked so very crestfallen we'll soon see he cried and flying down he perched upon the crocodile's eyelid and pecked at it but it never flickered dead dead as a stone he remarked and bursting into tears he flew away sadly twittering after he had gone coppertop sat wondering how she was to release tibbs and kiddoey when she saw a sharp-pointed stone lying near her feet why it's the very thing she exclaimed i'll make a hole in the old reptile with this and then they can crawl through so saying she set to work and quickly removed a piece of his hard leathery skin the hole was certainly not much larger than a penny when to her surprise she saw the head and shoulders of tibbs through the opening and then Kiddiwee the next moment they both flew out and rushed towards her Trying to throw their tiny arms round her neck. Of course, she was overjoyed to see them, but what had happened? They were no larger than dragonflies. Then she remembered all she had seen from Wamba's arms how the mist maidens had kissed them till they grew smaller and smaller and floated down like leaves onto the island. It was all the fault of those stupid maidens, apologized Tibbs as soon as the excitement of their greeting was over. They would keep on kissing us, and it made us feel small and of course when you feel small i suppose you become so never mind said their sister soothingly as she snuggled them under her chin against her warm neck hurry up my dears cried a voice nearby, or you'll miss the east wind too why it's old mr adam cried tibbs in surprise where oh where said Kiddiwee there sitting on that spider web replied tibbs see i can't see him said coppertop who was too large but i do believe i had forgotten all about the east wind do let us hurry you mean the west wind corrected tibbs no i don't it's the east wind we've got to find now isn't it mr adam that's so he replied and you'd better look sharp about it but you two boys aren't much used that size are you on the bank of the river you will find growing a fruit called a mabola it is like a strawberry eat it and you'll soon be your natural size ta ta and before they could thank him, he had disappeared. He's a dear, cried Coppertop, but I do wish he wasn't so small. Quicker than words can tell, the little party flew across the river, and they had no trouble in finding the berry which Mr. Adam had described. Tibbs tasted it, and immediately he began to grow. It's scrumptious, he cried, eating more and more as his mouth grew larger. Kiddiwee did likewise, and in less than no time they were restored to their right size coppertop gave a little sigh they couldn't nestle against her neck any more now oh dear she thought i suppose it's terrifically greedy but i did love them being so small and cuddly End of chapter 14.